Welcome to Science Radio, a space where we chat about culture, belief, wellness, and current events, all through the lens of faith. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Science Radio. My name is Jesse, and I am joined by Emma Dyer. Hello, Emma. Hi. Nice to be here. So good to have you with us. It's another beautiful day for a Science Radio episode, and I am excited. Emma, you wrote an article for us that appeared in the September issue of Science Magazine called "You Do You Need a Screen-Free Sabbath? It's been a particular favorite of ours in the office. We really enjoyed it. So thank you for your article. I'm excited to talk to you all about the article today. But before we do that, do you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Emma? Where you are, your family, that sort of thing. Sure. I am currently living in Upper Hatt near Wellington, New Zealand. That's at the bottom of the North Island. I'm married. I've got two children. I'm homeschooling um, my eldest daughter at the moment. Next year, they're going to go off to real school, though. So this is my last little hurrah wow. before I return to work, some sort of part-time work, and they go to school. And, yeah, I'm a trained teacher. I've also worked in churches as a small group facilitator and assistant pastor. I've been to Avondale College twice <laughs> Um, wow. Once for my primary teaching degree and then I did went back and did theology, which I loved. And yeah, I'm really passionate about Sabbath. I'm actually married to a man who, a Christian man who grew up Anglican and we're currently attending hmm. the Anglican church on our street, but we're still really oh, wow. big on Sabbath and keeping that as a holy day as a family. So we've just got a weird compromise on going to the church, our local church, but also really embracing Sabbath and all the good things that come from that. Yeah, mm. so I'm really passionate about how amazing Sabbath is and what a gift it is. So, yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. And yeah, different faiths are exploring a different faith like the Anglican faith, I think can be a really great opportunity to see some of those beliefs that we maybe quite comfortable, quite familiar with in mm. a different way. I know that in my reading and listening to other folks outside of my own tradition on topics like the Sabbath has definitely opened up my mind to seeing things in a different way. So, that's really valuable. I love that. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about where this idea for the article came from? By the way, if people want to go and check it out, the easiest way to see the full article is the Science of the Times magazine uh, website, scienceofthetimes.org.au. The title of the article is, Do You Need a Screen-Free Sabbath? And it's, it's up there right now in the faith section. So, yeah, would you like to just tell us a little bit about where the idea, the initial idea for this came from and what was going through ahead as you were writing? Initially, the first time I thought about this concept was I was just reading some sort of lifestyle magazine and someone had written about slow living and one of the things she did was to have a screen-free Sunday. So she just, they turned all screens off just to be, I think, more present and just to get rid of all of that extra noise. And I thought to myself, because obviously I've grown up keeping a Saturday holy 
and keeping that as a special rest day. But yeah, when I heard her talking about this, that she was just doing of her own accord, just having a tech-free day because she felt like she needed that for her well-being, I thought, I've never really thought about keeping Sabbath that way. I would still hop on mm. Facebook on Sabbath and connect with people over Facebook or I'd be messaging my family or Googling something I wanted to know about or like you can do the Sabbath school lesson on, the, on your phone now and all sorts of things. And I'd never considered that. But I found as I went into motherhood and being a wife and being a part mm-hmm. of a family, like I just found that being in a family, those intense relationships, are quite, it's quite revealing. Like you see not the best version of mm-hmm. yourself comes out. And I realized that I think I needed my Sabbaths to be uh, better. Like I felt like I was keeping the day, but I needed more rest, more rejuvenation, more God. And mm. yeah, so when I thought about this idea of technology and I reflected on my technology use, on that day, I thought it would be beneficial. And then I stumbled across John Mark Comer. And man, is he a prophet for our times. He's just so good at articulating mm. the culture that we live in and the struggles that come with our modern day society. And he just had some really great ideas around practices that help keep us close to God. And he's been talking mm a lot about Sabbath, but he also talks about finding time for quiet and solitude. And I just, yeah, really loved what he was saying and took some of his stuff on Sabbath and some of his stuff on solitude and silence and thought, you know, Sabbath is a really great day just to have that boundary around the way I'm using my phone specifically. But all parents who have (laughs) phones will know that often your kids are trying to get your attention and you're on your phone and you don't even realize you're trying to get your attention for ages because you're like reading something or doing something. But yeah, I think um, it's easy to get distracted without realizing it when your phone is around. Like um, John Mark Comer talks about how if your phone is in the same room as you just, uh, the addiction's so strong, you're just drawn to pick it up and check it or be on it. It's quite hard to ignore your phone if it's you can physically see it even yeah and I think my kids it's nice just to it's still hard because you do feel weird without your phone for that day but it's nice just to go you know what this this is my boundary and to really just be there for my kids my husband often goes for a long run on a Saturday afternoon and I get to just be with the kids but in a undistracted sense and yeah we sit around and play we do board games or we go outside we've usually already done some sort of a family walk together but yeah I find it really good just to be able to chat to them and yeah Mm. hear their thoughts and be present and I know they really love it they love that time Mm. Has Sabbath been a, an opportunity for community for you outside of your family or have you been mainly, mainly focusing on family time? Yeah, because we, I think that's something I really noticed not going to an Adventist church 
Growing up in the Adventist church, I think that's something that Adventists do really well, and it's quite unique to them more so these days. I think in the past, a lot of churches would keep Sunday as some sort of a holy Sabbath day, but it's becoming less and less as we live more in a 24-7 world. Um, And I've noticed that with the Anglican church community I'm a part of, no one really keeps it as a holy day. So they go to church and then they're off doing their sports and their errands. And that's how we Mm. treat Sunday too. Like we just see it as Sunday, but we'll go to our local church on that day. But um, I think Adventists do that really well. It's our whole day where a whole community of people don't have anything better to do than go to church together, hang out, often go to somebody's house, sit around, eat good food, chat, go for a walk. They have nothing better to do than just be in community. And it's so mm. amazing. And from the mm. outside looking in now, I just think that's a huge gift in a world where people are increasingly lonely, where churches in general seem to be the last bastions of social capital in the world. But mm. I think Adventists do that even better because we are so committed to that day of not doing any work. Yeah, yeah. we really miss it as a family. So often we'll do family time and often we'll um, go for walks around our neighbourhood and chat to our neighbours, which I find really cool to be able to do. Um, and we'll try and catch up with friends every now and again. But usually it's just a quiet family day for us these days. Yeah. Yeah. And that in and of itself is incredibly powerful and I think quite disruptive in the world that we live in right now because I don't think I know anybody outside of my faith tradition for whom there's one day a week that they just say, we're not going to do the normal things that we do today just because that's just an unheard of thing. There's always soccer practice or a dance recital or a a party or something like there's always something whether it's shopping or whatever yeah i know and we talked about it um we all really love john mark coma and my i'm part of the ladies life group from my church so they've read all the books they um you know we love the idea of sabbath but when it comes down to the crunch of keeping a sabbath day like a whole 24 hour period I'm used to it because it's part of my, my upbringing and I get it. I, I love it and I see the benefits and the blessing. But to make that transition to doing that, it's huge. A lot of the ladies say, I like this idea. I can see I need this kind of opportunity for more peace in my life. But it's really, it's just inconvenient, actually. <laughs> it's just yeah. too hard to implement. Yeah. And it's not that it's not convenient for you or me. We could be doing other stuff. There are so many other things that I could schedule in my day and yet I don't. Uh, and, and and likewise uh, for you. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here, inconvenience is actually a compelling part of why Sabbath is so great. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever thought about it from from that perspective, but I'm just like, as I said, I'm thinking out loud right now. The fact that you are saying no to so many things means that you can say yes to the things that are most important, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing. Like I try, I know that if you've kept Sabbath all your life and for some people it can feel legalistic, um, that was never my 
journey with Sabbath, I always, even as a kid, even as a teenager, even as a teenager, I felt like it was just the best day of the week. I loved Sabbath. Um, but I think that's the mentality to come at it from. It's not about saying no to all these things and how, oh, how inconvenient it is to my 24-7 life. <laughs> I think when you realise what you're saying yes to, yeah, like you said, the things that are most important to you, family, being present, getting outdoors into nature, um, having mm. some peace from the constant noise and distraction that is our digital age. I actually worked, not worked, but I, when I'd first had, I think I'd just had my son. So I had a two-year-old and a newborn and I ended up helping out a baby's clothing brand that's become quite huge because of their social media presence. They seem to have a really cool marketing community around Facebook. Anyway, they asked me to be their Facebook moderator for this fashion brand for kids. But part of that meant I had to be on Facebook all the time, staying up to date with uh. what was happening with the conversations around the clothing and people's photos that they were posting of kids in the clothing. Anyway, I'd had a, two little kids. I felt like I was on my phone doing this role that they'd asked me to do they would they would compensate us with children's clothing so it was worth it but I just felt overwhelmed and frazzled and yeah it was too much for a new mum and in the end I gave it up despite the really good rewards but yeah I just found that I think that for me I found that social media and my phone in general can become quite overwhelming and noisy like I yeah. just need to have some time away from that. But it's really hard to make, to have that time away because it's so addictive. And Sabbath yeah. is a unique opportunity because I'm already keeping it as a special day. And now I just keep it as an even more special day <laughs> to try and avoid technology on that day. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have to be real about social media because at the end of the day, the companies that are running these platforms are not really doing it for our benefit mm. we are the product to a certain extent Absolutely. and we're the ones being marketed to and it's our view time our watch time our engagement that our makes them money yeah yeah, yeah. It, it checks out that they're invested in keeping us on their platforms for as long as possible and engage with their content for as long as possible um the other thing I was thinking about while you were talking was the concept or perhaps you could call it a spiritual discipline of deprivation, like mm. intentionally depriving yourself of something for the mm. sake of spiritual enlightenment or better health. In a very Christian-y, spiritually term, we'd think initially of fasting, mm. but of course, you don't just have to fast from water or, or food. Actually, you probably shouldn't fast from water, but food, certainly. There's things like the 40-hour famine where you choose something. I, I know a guy who chose to do not do furniture for 40 hours, just furniture, beds, chairs, seats. I don't know how he got anywhere. I, maybe he, like, strapped himself to the bonnet of the cart and people would drive him around, but he just refused to sit on furniture for 40 hours and that's how he did his fundraising so that's cool. <laughs> it's, it's, all, I like it. it's all quite yeah it's quite funny but of course this is something that has been practiced for millennia by 
spiritual people all around the world, whether it's monks in monasteries or gurus out in the forest. Has that been a factor in what has been good for you, like the de- the deprivation aspect, or is that just a nice after effect or a bonus? Because I've been reading a lot of John Mark Comer, he's actually about to release his next book called Practicing the Way, and he goes through quite a few mm. different practices that can help you better connect with God, become more like God. So become those those have those character traits that you want to develop in your life, like being a more loving person, a more joyful person, a more peaceful person. And he talks about doing these practices like Sabbath and solitude and fasting, and he's got quite a few in prayer. And in his fasting one, he talks about how, yeah, fasting does reveal your addictions. Like when you say no to something, you start to really sense how much this has control over your life. And I've definitely found that by fasting from my phone, it's really shown me how addicted I am to consumerism, to entertainment, to to having people like my pictures on Instagram, <laughs> like to approval from others. And it's yeah. all, especially social media, I, it's all really shallow. It's not real connection. Mm-hmm. It's not the good stuff that I want in my life. Like I'm not anti-using it, though, man, I wish I was that strong to (laughs) quit some of the social media (laughs) I'm into. But yeah, yeah, I just, I think fasting, yeah, depriving yourself from something for a time can really help you see it in a clearer light and to see Mm -hmm. how, what a powerful force it is in your life. Same with food. Like when you fast from food, you realize how much you rely on food for maybe just a serotonin hit rather Mm. than because it's sustaining you or nurturing your body. Yeah, so I think you can, that's another interesting angle to the whole having a day away from technology, from screens. Yeah, no, that's good. Look, there's only one other thing that I wanted to touch on before we finish today, and that is the practical aspect. I think that's probably the most important aspect to all of this because I know for a lot of people listening they may not have a background in church. And so, a lot of this might seem, this is all very well and good for a bunch of spiritual people to do, but the regular normal person who doesn't have that kind of connection to a faith tradition or perhaps they're ex-Christian or whatever the case may be, what would you say is a good place to start? Is Sabbath Can we even do Sabbath if we don't do faith? What does that even look like, in your opinion? Yeah. I think that having a community around you is the easiest way to to change. Like, I think when you're trying to do something on your own, you try to get so far. But if all of your friends are doing it, they say you're often as you're quite influenced by the people you hang out with. So if mm. if you're obese, you can often will hang out with people that have similar lifestyle choices. Do you know what I mean? And so it can it can, they yep. say obesity can be contagious because you hang out with people that live in a certain way and you start to live in a certain way. I've been watching the Netflix documentary on Living to a Hundred where Dan Butner goes into the blue zones. And he I follow him on Instagram and he often talks about the best thing you can do is 
to go live in one of those communities, be around those people because <laughs> they're just all doing these lifestyle habits. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where belonging to a community that keeps Sabbath can be so powerful. But I think on your own, mm -hmm. maybe trying to do it with a friend or convince your family or start small and see how it feels. I found that was such a compelling thing for me was the benefits, like just even though it was hard to give up the dopamine hits from my phone, the, I was so committed to those benefits that I could see not being distracted, just having mm. a break from consumerism for a day. I found that mm. really compelling. But yeah, I do think being a part of a community to make some of these changes would make it way easier. But so many people are talking about it being screen-free. I think our generation, my generation, I'm probably 10 years older than you, I think we are overwhelmed with this digital age that we're living in. We are longing for, for chances to slow down and be more mindful. Like you constantly hear these phrases being thrown around in the media now. Everyone's talking about, how can I slow down? How can I be more present? Mm. So I think we're all crying out for solutions to where we've found ourselves thanks to smartphones and social media and Netflix. And yeah, so I think there's actually a lot of people talking about how can we have better boundaries around a screen usage. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And yeah, I'm like you. I remember the world before the dot-com bubble. I remember the world before smartphones and I definitely have a lot of compassion for Gen Zers and the alpha generation, your kids who are growing up where it's like a phone gets placed in their hand upon birth. Like it's just that they're immersed in this world from the very first year of their life. Um, I want to flip the question, if I may, on its head mm -hmm. and Let's talk to the religious people in the room because there are religious people listening to this podcast and there's probably quite a number of religious people for whom Sabbath is just part of their DNA. What would you say to somebody who grew up with Sabbath? It's part of their everyday vernacular, but maybe they've lost a little bit of passion for the Sabbath. It's just another day. It's just another set of procedures that I have to go through. It's a little bit ho-hum. What would you say to that person if they're like, I want to experience Sabbath better, but I just am I'm stuck? I think Sabbath is such a gift. Um, and we. I think that's why I've really enjoyed reading John Mark Comer's stuff because he's looking at it not from the same angle that I've grown up with, like I've grown up in the Seventh Adventist tradition, and we're quite conservative, but he's looking at Sabbath like it's this new idea, <laughs> and he's mm. just so excited about it, and he does so many similar things to what Adventists do, but he does some new different things that I hadn't thought about. So I think, yeah, finding someone that's really excited about it and vibing off their energy and realizing what a gift it is, I found that really cool. And I think for me, I just see Sabbath as, I was chatting to the, the reverend at our Anglican church and she said she often goes into the school to do Bible in schools. And she said, oh, Emma, I was just, I look at all those parents dropping their kids off and she said, I can just sense the heavy burden of consumerism 
on their lives. Like they're just struggling under the weight of the cost of living, high interest rates, you know, everything's hard right now. And she said, I wish, I just keep praying for them. And I said, you know what people need? <laughs> they, need the <laughs> they, they need this chance to rest and take a break from consumerism and trust that God mm. is enough for them, that he's their provider, that peace comes from him. Now, like I just see Sabbath as the answer to yeah. so much of what the world is struggling with right now. And I just want more and more people to embrace it. But it comes, like you said, it comes with a, a cost. Like you have to say no to things. You have to be brave enough to have those boundaries. But I think it's a gift. And for me, I just think if I can show people how, what a, how amazing this day is and what a gift it is, I, they might be able to understand how much God loves them and what he wants for them too. He wants them to have mm. contentment and peace and joy and strong family ties and all of these wonderful things that God wants for us. Yeah, I just think Sabbath is an opportunity for people to experience that. Mm. That was a very long answer to your question. Sorry. <laughs> no. That's great. I think that is the perfect way to conclude our conversations. I think, yeah, it's such a gift. It's such an untapped gift for so many people mm. and it's free. It's, that's mm. so, it's like, it's so unbelievably, it just seems too good to be true, but it is. So, hey, look, Emma, thank you so much for the article. Thank you for blowing up that conversation for us maybe perhaps blowing a few minds in the process. Who knows? Uh, but I know that this has been really helpful for me and for uh, a lot of other people. Yeah. Thank you once again for chatting with us. Thanks for having me. This episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Signs of the Times magazine. A print subscription is $28 a year or just $14 for a digital subscription. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au This is an Adventist Media Podcast.